let's talk about the hurdles that you must overcome to succeed in this business model. And that is fear, fear of taking action, fear of actually investing in yourself. That's the thing that's going to stop you from being successful in any business. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 148 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast, discussing the most common traits of a successful land investor. I'm your host, Dan Rapke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Teresa. Teresa asked, what is the most difficult part of due diligence in deciding if you should buy a deal or not, if you should do a deal or not? Really good question, Teresa. Um, I think I think she's been in the program for a month or so, and it's a really, really good question and a pretty advanced question for where you are. Um, I'd say just the decision-making aspect, and like that's what we have the most trouble with outsourcing. Uh, one, because it's a significant amount of money sometimes. Uh, so you got to realize like making that final call after getting due diligence together, whether there's a well, septic, uh, road access, all that stuff's relatively simple and repetitive, but making that final decision, like, okay, I have all this due diligence. I have this due diligence package that I'm putting together uh, or that I'm reviewing. Should I buy this property? Should I buy this property? Should I negotiate the price? Um, that decision, or should I just say no, that decision is the highest level decision, I think, in that first step of the business. Exactly. It's having all the information, having all the pieces to the puzzle, and just making that decision at the end of the day, figuring out, are you going to buy it or are you not? Or are you going to go back to negotiation? Really good answer, Ron. Well, let's get into the show. Today's topic, what traits we see in the most successful land investors. And we've We've seen this over and over again through hundreds and hundreds of members joining in and seeing kind of who, who does well, who holds back and seeing trends run. And I think that's why we wanted to get into this. But I, I first wanted to break down Ron skills versus traits. You want to talk about that because someone listening might think, oh, I'm, you know, I have a skill that I possess that I could use here, which is true. But let's talk about what actually what we're dis- defining here as a skill versus a trait. Yeah, exactly. So some people will come in with skills. Very few people come into our program, not very few, but uh, not a lot of people come in with like all the skills needed to do this and they have to learn. Like learning the skills is a very doable thing in this business. Maybe like Daniel talks about, maybe you're not going to come and be turn a D salesperson into an A plus salesperson, but you can get your sales skill up to B, B plus. So that's one skill that people come in with. Data analysis is another skill people come in with. Um, and then you have the trait aspect. And so when I view traits versus skills, traits are like, uh, persistence, I think is a really important trait. Uh, so that's kind of how I re- review the, or view the two different, not saying you cannot change traits cause you can, but it is, I think it's more effort and you gotta be like very aware of your trait fault potentially and trying to change it. And it's something if you're not aware of it, and if you're not like consciously trying to work on that trait, that might be holding you back, I think it's really tough to change. Real quick, guys, you know that I don't run any ads on this. So the only ask I can ever have with you guys is to help me spread the word so that we can help more real estate entrepreneurs make more money, help feed their families and help achieve more freedom in their life. The only way we can do this is if you can rate, review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is if you could just leave a review, it would take only 10 seconds. 
It would mean the world to Ron and I, but more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Yeah, so the common skills we see with people coming in a lot of times are like, like Ron said, salespeople. We get a lot of realtors. We get a lot of you know wholesalers. And those people, because of their past, have certain skills that they've learned. Obviously, a, a salesperson, inside salesperson, is going to know how to operate on the phone to close deals. That's what they were built to do, and that's what their previous roles taught them to do. Realtors are going to be really good communicating with both sides, things in title. They're going to be good with the potential seller, helping them understand the process. That's what they do. So a lot of your guys' past, and, and same for me and Ron, like we both have past experiences as well that contributed to this business. So a lot of your guys' past will contribute. But like Ron said, this business is so unique that you're not going to come in and have every skill necessary. And that's where we really talk about outsourcing your weaknesses, Ron, in the future once you build up a business and get into that. And I, I did want to touch on that, Ron, why why it's important to leave your previous experience behind you a lot of times. Someone who's done a someone who's done a different business model of real estate, for example, Ron, is going to come in with a certain mindset of how real estate works. Someone who comes in from as a realtor is going to come in and from a realtor's perspective. I think at the beginning, especially. It's important to take everything that you know and just put it aside and try to learn from a clean slate because this business is unique and there's not a lot of other business models like this. And I think it's really important to take all your past and just put it aside. You're going to come and use it. You're going to go right back and use it in the future, but put put your past experience back while you're learning and implementing the new systems, I would say, Ron. Yeah, I like that. And like what we're teaching is like a tried and true method. If you come in and you're closed off and learning new things or adjusting maybe you've done i don't know uh texting exclusively for wholesale or something like that and you're like i'm not gonna do any direct mail i'm just gonna do texting which can be successful but if you're just closing off uh to direct mail just because you haven't done it before uh that's not the way to do it so coming in like daniel said with kind of a open mind like don't forget the stuff you've done successfully in the past and other real estate but make sure you're open-minded to adjusting, changing the way we do things. Cause like I said, land, this is a, like Daniel said, this is a different business model than pretty much any other model. We're buying and selling vacant land. We, we're not wholesaling. We're not doing any of that stuff. So understanding that aspect is really, really important. Um, but uh, what you want to get into Dan? Let's talk about some hurdles before, because uh, we're going to get into the traits next, but before the traits, let's, let's talk about the hurdles that you must overcome to succeed in this business model. And that is fear, fear of taking action, fear of actually investing in yourself. That's the thing that's going to stop you from being successful in any business, including this business model, Ron. And I did want to talk about that for a moment, just before we get into the traits that we see, let's talk about, that's what we see in successful. Let's talk about what we see in people who aren't successful in the business model. And it's typically because they're scared to take action, Ron. Yeah, it's people looking for a reason why it's not going to work opposed to the reason why it's like people in every business model everywhere, like there are going to be people who are successful and unsuccessful in this business model. Like if you're just looking at the people who maybe didn't have the best, whatever it is, um, then you're just looking for a reason why not. You're looking for an excuse to not take action, to not start this business. And at the end of the day, like you doing it, you testing it out, you trying it. Um, talk to the people who have done well, because there are so many people in our community who are making fifty, a hundred thousand dollars every single month consistently. They never question the business. Not saying you shouldn't change and adapt, but they're not questioning like uh, 
they're not worried about all the competition or whatever it is. I just, a lot of people come in looking for why not. And that's the same thing as the fear, Dan, why, why this isn't going to work for them. Yeah. And I was talking to someone on a consultation yesterday and they had some wholesaling experience and I was just talking to them about why wholesalers come in this business and have been pretty successful right off the bat. And it's because they're used to fighting an uphill battle. It's extremely competitive. It's hard. You got to keep the buyer, the future buyer on place and you got to keep the seller in place all while you're doing pretty much two transactions at once, Ron. So it can be, it can be really, really difficult to scale a wholesaling business and they come into land and they see the opportunity, initial opportunity, and they, uh, they just do really well, I think, because of that mindset they have, you know, it's like, like I said, like kind of like landing on the moon you, with zero gravity and just having very little resistance. But let's get into common traits we see, Ron, I want to hear what you have to say about this, just common traits we see in successful land investors. Yeah, I think kind of going off what we just talked about in terms of looking for a reason why not. I think just that like positive, optimistic mindset towards the business model is a huge one. Um, and you combine that with like persistence slash consistency. And those are the traits that I think can win. Like you can learn the skills, the sales skills, the data skills, all of that. But if you're coming in with a positive, like why this is going to work mindset and optimistic mindset towards the business, like that energy is contagious. I see those people who come in like that and just figure it out. Like that's what they do opposed to. So when you have that optimistic mindset, Dan, and you get that first hurdle, cause it's going to happen. You're just, you find a way through the hurdle opposed to if you have a pessimistic mindset, that first hurdle might make You'll you shut quit. down. Exactly. Yeah. And you cannot shut down after one hurdle in any business, or you're just, you can't be an entrepreneur, go work for someone. Uh, so I think that combined with persistency slash consistency is the number, the one and two things that successful people say have. Yeah. Being persistent in good times and bad times is what it really comes down to. And I had something similar. So I put, I put self-confidence and you obtain self-confidence. You're not always going to come in with self-confidence or, you know, an abundance of it. If you, especially if you've never owned a business before, but you can obtain it through small wins by starting the business, by getting your first win, by getting these small wins, they build over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden you say, oh, I can do it. Everyone else can do it. I can do it too. And you start building that self-confidence, but that's something everyone needs to work on. You have to be self-confidence is something we see over and over again in this business model for successful people. And then the other one I had Ron, similar to you is tenacity. I had tenacity and self-confidence as, as my two. And I think people who come in with that aggression, that consistency, that self-belief, like you put those three things together, you have that grit and grit has, I think they put grit into like four different attributes and I don't remember every single one they are, but I think persistence was one of them, um, into four different attributes with grit. There's four attributes under it. And I, I think if you come in with those Ron, between tenacity and self-confidence and just believing in yourself, that in my opinions, the most well-rounded and capable person in this business. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I like that. And like you said, it's pretty similar. We have this, I mean, we see the people who come in and are successful. We see what it took for us to be successful. Like we're, it's not like we're just like cruising. We're not, we're trying to grow a team with our business as well. And it's something Daniel and I have never done. Like we've never had 10 employees uh, under us, but now we do. So like putting yourself in those uncomfortable positions, continuing to grow, like knowing, having confidence, like Daniel said, in growing the team, growing whatever, like sending 5,000 more mailers, whatever it is, having confidence that you can make it work at the end of the day is, uh, I think it's more valuable than any other skill. 
Yeah, and and there's things can give and take. Maybe you have a ton of tenacity, but you lack self-confidence. So that tenacity gives you that edge to keep pushing forward, even though you're not confident, Ron. And I think if you have, like, if you possess some of these and not, you're not going to possess all of these, but you'll build them over time. And I think the person who lacks self-confidence has a great opportunity if they have tenacity and a way to push through that because they're going to come out stronger on the other side. Instead of it taking three to six months to be ultra successful in this business model round, maybe it takes 12 to 18. It just takes a little bit longer of a cycle. They have to push themselves through it, build that self-confidence. Because I, I don't think these things are mandatory necessarily. I think they will come with time. But as long as you stay consistent and you have that tenacity behind you, Ron, I think you'll develop naturally that self-confidence without a doubt. It just might be a little bit longer of a cycle. Ron and I are saying right now, if someone joins today, what's the best traits they could possess to be successful in the quickest amount of time and be very, very successful. We're not talking really the long game here. You know what it kind of reminds me of and like it all kind of comes together, but it reminds me of like when I being in school and uh, you're not confident going into that test if you didn't do any work, if you didn't do any, if you didn't study everything. Like self-confidence comes with education as well, like education and action. Like if you're con constantly educating yourself, like you feel confident with the material, but if you go into that test on uh, on exam day, on final exam day, and you did no work through the semester, you didn't study, like your confidence is going to be low. And you could take that same test, but that preparation is what kind of yields that confidence in my mind. And it's the same thing as this, but uh, yeah, action and education is going to help with that self-confidence. Definitely. I like that point because the, the confidence comes from the work you put in. You're not going to gain confidence, like Ron said, just from showing up and just having it there necessarily. And, and I kind of contribute this, Ron, to MMA, jiu-jitsu, anything else. Like, you're, you're going to gain that self If you get your – think of this. Like, there's a, one of the coaches down here in uh, Tampa. His name's Billy, uh, Billy Q. And he got kneed this past weekend in the jaw and got knocked out bad, right? His confidence after that fight was probably really low. But he's going to watch that tape so many times and build his confidence up from showing up to practice three times a day and keep putting in the work every single day and every single day. And eventually he's going to put that behind him right after you get knocked out. Like he did. I mean, his legs collapsed under him, Ron. He's probably watched that video. Everyone's tweeting about it. It was a nasty knockout. And I like his confidence has to be at an all time low because of that. I would assume maybe not an all time low, but it's low. And then you build it up. You watch the tape, you watch your mistakes. You're like, wow, I made this mistake. You start piecing it together. You put in the work, you show up, you start knocking people out in practice and you build that confidence back up and up and up again. And then you have it there. So even if you're coming in, what I wanted to get here is even if you're coming in and you're like, crap, I don't have any self-confidence. I can't do this business model. It's not true. The self-confidence comes from the work you put in, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that, that's a good, that's a good example. That's funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not something like no one comes in doing this, Dan, like no one comes in, no one's going to come in with full self-confidence in terms of like land flipping and everything like that. Uh, like it's gotta be that education, that prep work, all that stuff builds up to all these traits that we're kind of talking about. Um, what, what else do you want to touch on with this, Dan? That's really all I had. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the common skills we see skills versus traits. We got into hurdles overcoming, which was fear. And then we talked about the common traits, Ron. I don't have too much more to add. Yeah. I like that. And if you're looking into this business, like it's the same thing as any entrepreneurship, Dan, I think like these traits aren't any different than any entrepreneurship journey. We just think that this opportunity is a high, high opportunity with land flipping.
Uh, but if you're trying anything in entrepreneurship, you're going to need these traits at the end of the day. Um, but we think this is a great opportunity for people possessing these traits or trying to work on these traits to get into. Uh, but yeah, I don't have anything else. Thank you for joining. If you guys have not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps our business grow and we really, really appreciate it. But other than that, guys, thank you for joining and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.